Welcome to Why I Built This, the show where founders share the stories behind why they built the organizations they built. I'm your host, Mary Elizabeth Lemmer, and on this show I talk to nonprofit founders, to tech company founders, and even the owner of your favorite local business. You'll get to hear the real stories behind the initial inspiration, the burning desires, the touching stories that lit the initial spark and keep the fire burning for purpose-driven entrepreneurs. built this. We are excited to get to know Krista Clement, a four-time captain for the University of Michigan women's basketball team, a four-year teacher with Teach for America, and now the founder of Helper Helper, a company that makes coordinating and tracking community service hours simple and fun. Welcome to the show, Krista. Thanks, Mary. Happy to be here. We're excited to learn more about Helper Helper and the story behind why you started this company. Will you tell us a bit more about what you guys do and why you started this journey in the first place? Yeah, I'd be glad to. Um, So uh, I usually like to start the story off by how we came up with the name. So when I was little, my grandmother was just an exceptional person in the community Um, someone I've always looked up to and she used to always tell me to be a helper helper girl so um, shortly after coming up with the idea that name was something that um, was very close to my heart and something that's been an inspiration throughout the last couple years um, working on this project or this company Uh, but the reason that I started the company was because of some pain points that I experienced myself so kind of touching back on what you mentioned, Mary, of playing basketball um, in college and then joining Teach for America. I experienced the helper helper pain, uh, both as a volunteer with um, when we as student athletes would go into the community, volunteer in the children's hospital, put on free clinics, um, really having a challenge of finding those opportunities and knowing where we could make those connections. And then um, in Teach for America, my students had a community service requirement. And so I was in charge of coordinating that and tracking all those hours because they needed them in order to graduate um, to get different scholarships. And so um, thought that the entire process on both sides was a pain and knew that my teammates and I loved getting engaged in the community. Um, Some of the best memories that we had came from you know, early mornings, putting on clinics or um, going into schools, reading to kids um, and seeing my students teaching, uh, being so excited to get out in the community. And, you know, these are students that, you know, from my perspective at that time, were the ones that needed people helping them. And they were so willing to give up their time um, and make a meaningful impact in their community. And so, seeing how hard it was for the coordinators and for the volunteers and knowing the positive impact that could happen if we were able to streamline that process uh, became really important to me. So shortly, or I guess the last year I was teaching, I was taking night classes in grad school. I went to St. Louis University and um, was getting a master's in educational leadership and an MBA, was planning on potentially being a school leader Um, thought it was a good time to go back to school and wandered my way into an entrepreneurship class. Um, Had no real intention of starting a business, um, but the teacher, Dr. Katz, brought in all of these entrepreneurs that 
told their story probably similarly to what I'm doing now, um, kind of stopped, stopped what they were doing, moved into the basement of their parents' house and pursued something that they really believed in. Um, and I was like, you know, I have quite a bit of competitive juices inside me and, um, and wanted to be able to go to have that journey as well. And so, um, one of the assignments in the entrepreneurship class was to come up with an idea and um, kind of spent the weekend being like, you know, if I could work on anything for the next couple of years or forever, um, what would that be? Like, what what skill sets does Krista have that can really make a meaningful impact in the world based on what I've done so far? And so um, the idea that I ended up coming up with on like a Sunday night that like kept me up for weeks um, was the idea for Helper Helper and a, a way to connect more people to meaningful experiences in their community. And so, um, you know, it was that like statistics of like you fail multiple times before you actually make it. And I was like, well, I got, I got to start failing now. Otherwise I may never make it. And so, you know, that class, we did a bunch of research, um, ended up, you know, maybe doing like a one page, like business canvas as the final assignment. And that assignment was on helper helper. And so the next semester I ended up writing the business plan for helper helper and, um, and the rest is history. So, um, really just was a combination of a lot of experiences that I've had throughout my life. Um, and skills that I've developed that I thought I could make a really meaningful impact in the world. That's great and quite a story. And you touched on something that we like to talk a lot about on the show, which is about failure and about things that don't always go as planned. And you mentioned this, well, several times you fail before you get something to work. Tell us about a time where with Helper Helper that you did something that didn't turn out necessarily as you expected or wanted and, and what you learned from that and, and how you recovered from that. Um, so Helper Helper is a tech company and I don't have any experience building apps or doing any sort of development. And so, um, I mean, this is one of like the early on failures, which barely feels like that anymore because, there's been a number of ups and downs throughout the process, but, um, you know, we initially talked with different schools across the country. We're going to build out this platform. This is what it looks like. I'm showing them screenshots of this PowerPoint that I had. And, you know, they're like, yes, we'd love to use it this fall. And I'm like, great, we'll totally have it ready by this fall. And so, you know, then I start finding folks that might be able to build this out. So then I start finding folks that might be able to build it out. And um, that process was, you know, three different development firms that maybe could have done it and uh, ended up getting extremely lucky um, at a networking event in Detroit. Um, a guy was wearing this funny T-shirt and people kept coming up to him and shaking his hand. And I was like, he's got to be important. So um I ended up asking if he'd take a meeting with me and it turned out he owned a tech company in Ann Arbor, which was convenient because I went to school at the University of Michigan. So there was like some nice ties 
um, there, and he offered to build out the the product. Um, and their company did an exceptional job. So our clients had a you know really nice experience the first couple times that they used it, but it was a lot of back and forth and not understanding, you know, what expectations would be from a tech company. So really grateful that I was able to meet Steve and um, he, he helped me along the way, along with a number of other people that happened to, you know, fall into place right when Helper Helper needed them to be there. Um, Well, when you experience difficult times like that, and I imagine there are others and you probably have all sorts of entrepreneurial war stories. uh, Why do you, what, why do you keep persevering? What about what you're doing gets you out of bed in the morning when you're going through some of these big challenges? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think with Helper Helper, the it's rewarding in so many ways uh, in terms of, you know, when I'm able to step back and be like, all right, Krista, like, yeah, that was a bad day. But like, what, why do you wake up and do this each day? Like to be able to stand behind our mission and vision of, you know, changing communities and helping people connect with those meaningful experiences, um, you know, that's something that I can get excited about. And that's something that like, yeah, I persevered when I played basketball, there were games that we lost and there were tough practices. There were times where I sat on the bench and, um, and I love basketball and I wanted to be there for my teammates. And I think that like each step of my life, it's, um, it's progressed a little bit more in like, what that mission and where my values align. So same thing with teaching of like, you know, making the impact in students' lives and being there for them and, um, you know, working towards um, educational equity. And um, it, and now it's kind of taking that next step in looking at communities and how people engage with each other. And so, um, you know, it, it's something that, we're really excited about and there are bad days but um you know at at one point my dad's a dentist and he pushed all of us to go down that path of dentistry and it's a great one and he was extremely supportive he and my mom came to a lot of my basketball games um but when it came down to it I felt that um you know on the day-to-day the skill sets that I had were going to be used more effectively to to run helper helper and so uh, I left the dentistry to my brother and am pursuing a different dream that um, has come about. Wow. Sounds like a hard, um, a hard decision to make, and especially when it's one that has so much risk involved, like starting and building a company. And you mentioned earlier that you hadn't really intended on starting a company um, before, and then things, one thing led to another, and here you are today. Do you, do you think that some of how you were raised and your experiences with sports have built that entrepreneurial spirit within, in, inside of you? And it seems like a lot of that was really core to who you are and some of these values and skills that you have that are actually pretty entrepreneurial when you mentioned perseverance and hard work and getting through rough times on the basketball court. 
How do you how do you feel that that's built you into the entrepreneur you are today? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been a significant influence on you know the way that I've become an entrepreneur. Um, I I think that from a really young age, I can remember like wearing those socks that like, you know, you like fold over and then they have the ruffles on the bottom, which are like not basketball socks. Mm -hmm. But I was at this basketball camp and I, I was really young, like where you don't really know if you're good at basketball or not. And the coach pulled me aside and said, you know, Krista, if you work at it, you work really, really hard. You could be one of the best basketball players in this state. And it was people like that coach and a number of other people that kind of dreamed a little bit bigger than I was capable of doing at that time, put that idea in my head. And then I did work hard. I persevered and I wanted to accomplish that goal that had then become mine. And so um, from that aspect, there's been a lot of people that have either believed in me, um, seen things before I've seen them. And have made me go down this process of like, let me learn how to do this. Let me figure it out. Yeah, I love it that it's hard. Like I'm, you know, the grind of it is so much fun and I can build a team around accomplishing that goal. And so whether it was basketball, whether it was teaching, um, I, I think that my whole life has been pushing me down the path of, of eventually creating Helper Helper. Makes a ton of sense. There's, it's always clear when we look backwards at the path our life has taken and how the story fits and the journey unfolds in a way that makes sense. And it sounds like yours certainly between the work you did and the community service you did at Michigan and through Teach for America and then your experiences in the classroom as well have led up to that. And so there's also this thread, in addition to the skills and that entrepreneurial nature that you have, there's also a thread around community service. And Helper Helper is obviously playing a significant role in making community service um, more fun and, and easier for people as well. And it sounds like community service has been a part of your life for a while now. Why, why is community service important to you? Yeah. Um, so a lot of it comes back to um, my upbringing. I grew up in a really small town in northern Michigan. Um, the community played a huge role in supporting me, um, in supporting a lot of my classmates. Um, we won the state championship my freshman year in basketball. And when we crossed the Mackinac Bridge, the entire community was lined up, did a parade through town. Um, we got back to the high school gym, completely packed, standing room only, like so proud um, of what we've done. And so um, there, there's always been um, the feeling of paying it forward, um, being a role model to, to young people um, because there was such a big influence, because the role models were such a big influence in my life. Um, and then, you know, Part of like the the fun, engaging part of Helper Helper is um, our ability to create some competitions around community service. And so, um, you know, I can remember being young and there was like, you know, different chore points that we got. And 
somehow my mom had like tricked us into like sweeping the floor. And I was like, you know, there's one time where my cousin and I are fighting over a broom um, because we both wanted the sweeping point. And so um, people aren't doing community service because of competition. Um, but with the competitions that we've created, um, it's spurred on some fun and um, it makes everybody feel like they're part of this much greater impact. And so um, there's always been a little competition um, thread throughout my life. And so by tying that in um, and working with a lot of college athletic departments, um, it's been a really positive influence in the engagement and um, making them aware of what other students are doing. Sometimes we say it has a little bit of the Fitbit effect where nobody was counting their steps before they had a watch on their arm that was like tracking all of those steps that they were taking. And similarly with community service, kind of seeing what the volleyball team is doing and being like, oh, we'd love to go to the animal shelter. We'd love to go um, work with the Boys and Girls Club as well. And we've got the time to do it. So let's set something up. So are you assigning points then to the different community service things? Are you like, okay, if you go to the animal shelter, you get five points. If you go to Girls on the Run, you get three. How does, tell us how the competition works. Um, so the, depending on the school, sometimes they get really specific about what types of community service gets different types of points. Um, but the general gist of our competition has to do with um, the percent participation um, and the hours per student or mm -hmm. per volunteer. So um, the idea is that you want to get as many people involved as possible. Um, typically, when someone has a really great experience in the community, um, they're likely to go back and find another opportunity again. So um, the schools and organizations that typically win are the ones that have a high level of engagement across their entire institution. And why why did you add that that competition piece part of it? Is it was it there from the beginning, or was it something you discovered was important in order to encourage people to get more engaged? Um, it was always it was there from the beginning. Um, the my students when I was teaching um, competed with the other classes with the other grade levels, um, and it was always fun for them. Uh, and so community service was a requirement, um, which a requirement seems less fun than a competition. Um, similarly, in a lot of college athletic departments, they'll have a cup and they'll recognize schools based, excuse me, teams based on the hours of service that they do. Um, and really the competition just aligned to a, a lot of who I am and, and why I think a lot of things become fun. And so framing a competition that really is a win-win for, for everybody, for the students, for the schools, for the companies, and for the community um, was an exciting challenge for me. Yeah, well, it, it validates a, a theory I have around adults just wanting excuses to act like children. And now you're giving... <laughs> You know, providing that game of just like when you were growing up of getting points for doing chores, now adults get points for doing community service. And what a better thing to get points for than um, some of the games and apps, I won't name names, that don't necessarily promote a healthy life or 
community. You're you're doing you're using the gamification for good, which is important. We need more of that. Um, when you look when you look ahead to the end of your time at Helper Helper or when Helper Helper exists beyond your own life, what what do you want people to remember about it and how do you want it to influence people's lives? Um, yeah, uh, that's a great question. So uh, Helper Helper is, uh, the logo is two H's that form a bridge, a bridge that resembles the Mackinac Bridge. Um, and we think it's really important to be able to bridge communities with volunteers. And so um, there, there's a lot of people that are willing to help. And there's a lot of people that want to help. Um, and there's a lot of community organizations and communities that um, could benefit from people getting involved. And so if Helper Helper can be the platform that makes that possible and really bridges those communities and engages more people, that's something that's really exciting for me. So if, you know, if I'm no longer at Helper Helper and people across the world are, um, are appreciating Helper Helper because it's the organization that connected them to a nonprofit or organization that they've been working with for 20 years. Um, that's, that's really cool. And, um, and, and that's cool for the nonprofit. That's cool for the person. Um, and we, we just believe that people's perspectives, perspectives change when they engage with other people that have different experiences and different backgrounds and maybe look at the world in a different way that they do. That seems like you're on the right track to achieving that. Um, I want to I want to make sure that our listeners know how they can get involved with Helper Helper. Can they start using it to get in on the competition and do community service? So the way that Helper Helper is structured right now is that they can definitely get involved um, and uh, be part of the competition. But when they hear this podcast and want to get involved, they need to bring their organization along with them. So if it's a student and they want to bring their high school or middle school, um, if it's a parent that wants to bring the PTO or their church or their work, um, they would just need to go to our website and can contact us there and we'll get them all set up. Awesome. And we will link to Helper Helper's website in the show notes so that everyone can do just that. Um, not only will you be able to go out and help the community and earn points, but you'll be able to do so with your colleagues or your classmates and friends um, so that there's, there's more competition, right, and more community service happening. Perfect. Um, is there anything that you want to make sure to share about your story or things you want our listeners to know about Helper Helper and the the future to come for your company and what you're doing in the world? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're a listener and you've been interested in my story or, you know, have a young person that's 
excited about entrepreneurship. Um, we have a pretty special team in place that um, is built of a lot of great, funny, inspiring people. And if there's anything that we can do to help your organization, to help that individual that you're thinking of, um, please don't hesitate to reach out because we got here because of a lot of people that opened doors and supported Helper Helper and myself when um, maybe it was a hard time or maybe there was a negative time. And um, I'd be delighted to talk with someone or help in any way that I can to, to get them to the next level. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Krista. Thanks for joining us today on the show and sharing your story. We're certainly looking forward to helping more, not just in our communities, but helping more uh, through the Helper Helper community to be able to do more community service and, and get more folks engaged. You're doing some great work. Thanks, Mary. I appreciate it.